Hello and welcome to the Helix Reviews Podcast. My name is David Arrington, bringing you reviews from a Christian Geek Worldview. And today on the show, I'm going to be talking about two different TV shows that I watched recently. So I watched The Walking Dead, Dead City. So this is the spinoff of The Walking Dead featuring Negan and Maggie. And then I also watched Servant, and I'm going to talk about that here. So Servant is a uh, M. Night Shyamalan created series on Apple Plus, and I have Apple Plus for a, a while now, so I'm going to, that's why I watched this, and I'm going to talk about this one. Let's actually uh, start off with the, the latter one here, Servant. <laughs> I guess we should talk about this. She's gone. You can put the doll down now. I'm fine as I am, Mr. Turner. We lost Jericho when he was 13 weeks. Dorothy took it hard. This is the only thing that brought her back. I should take Jericho for his walk now. You hired a nanny for a doll? Where did you find her? She is wonderful with Jericho, and if my baby trusts her, so do I. Servant. A Philadelphia couple are in mourning after an unspeakable tragedy creates a rift in their marriage and opens a door for a mysterious force to enter their home. Oh my goodness, that's so vague. That's the description on IMDb. Okay, what this is really about is you got this couple who's kid has died. They had a baby and the baby passed away. And of course this this rocked them through their core. The the mother was uh especially was just uh completely destroyed. Like she she could not function. And so in an effort to try to get her to function better or to, to try to get her to kind of bring her back to to reality a bit, uh they gave her a doll, a very lifelike looking doll that looks like their kid and they give her the doll and they say, here, here, this is, this is, this is your kid. This is the baby that does snap her out of that kind of like almost comatose type of state. But she also believes that the doll is the baby. And so she, she like literally thinks, okay, this doll is, is my baby. And they just continue with this facade of this doll is the baby and ever and everybody else knows that the doll is not the baby she is completely convinced that the doll is the baby and then they get this servant this this uh young girl that they bring into the house to to watch the baby and to feed the baby and stuff while they go off to work and all these different kinds of things and while they're busy she has to take care of the baby who is a doll and there's a bunch of weird intrigue and like potentially supernatural stuff going on in here that's all very strange and uh well first let's let's hit on some of the thematic stuff in here thematically uh thematically this is about grief i mean it's about grief and how to not deal with it <laughs> mostly uh because man every way that they they deal with the the grief though the loss of their their kid here is is just awful you know and, and so much of it ends up depending on deception and lies and stuff and it just it really shows how lies and how deception and how this this kind of stuff really will destroy relationships and destroy families and rip families apart when there there really should be a better bit better way to uh, to handle this type of 
situation. This admittedly, you know, atrocious situation that, that would be insanely difficult to handle, right? Obviously. And I think the show does a good job at showing how one bad thing leads to another, which leads to another, and after a while, you're doing something way worse than that initial thing that you did because because you gave in to sin that one time. You gave in that initial time, and then it just leads this spiral downwards into despair and evil and, and disgusting perversion and all this kind of stuff. Man, this, this really is about kind of the consequence of of sin, you know, the way of sin is destruction, right? And this show actually kind of expresses that idea. And initially, like even when, when they were initially starting to do it, you know, they, they give the doll to the, the, the grieving mother because they, they want to help her. They, they like, they, it is kind of like coming out of a good place. They, they, they want to help the mother. They, they want to kind of bring her out of that place so she can mourn properly, I guess. But then the way that they do that is through, ultimately through lies and deception, through giving her this doll and saying, this is your kid, and then, you know, this is him. Uh, but, but it's like, oh my goodness, because they, then they just continue it on. You know, it's supposed to be this, this temporary thing, and then they phase her out of it, which I... I mean, personally, I think that's probably, you probably shouldn't even do the temporary thing, because I think that's already, you know, the, the lies and deceit that is, is very destructive that's already starting there, that's just leading to worse and worse things. And honestly, I think that's a pretty bad thing in the first place. But even doing something bad for, like, what could be argued as a good outcome, like, still leads to destruction, it still leads to, to bad. Ultimately, the ends do not justify the means, and I, I think that kind of idea is expressed in this show. Uh, okay, now let's talk about the, the, the show itself here. Man, these characters, <laughs> normally when I talk about something I, I really like, a movie or a show, I really like, I'm like, man, I love these characters, or I love, you know, whatever. Oh my goodness, I hate all of these characters. These characters are awful. Uh, <laughs> and, and this is... Okay, then that's not to say that the actors did a bad job, the writing was bad, or anything of that nature. These characters are intentionally awful. This is one of those rare stories where none of the characters are even remotely likable. They're all just awful, but that's okay because they are all interesting characters. They're all interesting. They're all layered. They're, you're, you're, you know, they, they have their motivations and you see them carrying those out throughout the series. And it's like, Ooh, it's so good. It, it's kind of akin to uh, nightcrawler. If you saw that movie where it's like, man, they, you do not like that. You do not like Jake Gyllenhaal in that movie, but you're really interested in him because he's a fascinating character. The same is true with this series. You do not like these characters, but man, they are interesting and they make for a great TV show. This is a really hard balance to pull off, you know, that I think most of the time doesn't succeed, at least for me personally. You know, normally you need at least a, a, a one or two like really central characters that you can latch onto and root for, but there is like... There's basically nobody in this movie. Every character is incredibly selfish, uncaring, manipulative, and often just downright cruel to the people closest to them, to the people that they, you know, love the most, supposedly. 
and you know you're you're sympathetic to them sometimes, but man, so much of the time you're just watching it and you're just like you are awful, man. You just I just do not like you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> now, as said. All these characters are great, man. All these characters are so fascinating. The show, they, they, it does such a good job at giving them all these different motivations for all of the terrible things that they're doing. But as they do them, and you know, everything is just getting worse and worse, and then they do more terrible things to try to fix the previous terrible things, and obviously that just leads to worse and more destructions, and you know, it, th there's points where the characters will decide, like, alright, we need to do the right thing, we need to course correct here, and then it's like they they all just end up, like, going the wrong way, or they screw it up again, and it's just like, what are you guys doing? Oh my goodness. <laughs> and because they are all such terrible characters and such terrible people and so terrible to each other, they are all just miserable the entire show. <laughs> so as, as they kind of show where you're watching, it's like, you gotta, you almost gotta be ready for that going in. Cause this is like heavy, heavy stuff. It's not just like fun, lighthearted stuff. It's like, man, everybody's miserable. Everybody hates everybody. And we hate everybody watching this show, man. <laughs> they, they do a really good job at evolving these characters throughout their show. Their motivations will change dramatically throughout the series, but it all makes sense. Like it all really works. They'll end up in such different places than, than where they started out. But, but you see every step of the way and it just, it completely works. Uh, the only character that is, uh, kind of likable is this side character. He, uh, he shows up in maybe a, a third of the episodes. Uh, he's played by Tony Ravioli, Ravinoli. Uh, he plays a Flash Thompson in the MCU. He's a character that's fairly likable. Like he's a, uh, he has, he has his moments of the terribleness. He has his moments where he's like, yeah, you're not very good either, but he is more likable than the rest of the cast. Uh, but that said, again, he's, he's a side character and he's, he's, Important at times, but overall, he's a smaller character in the series. The intrigue level in this series is so high. Like, for so much of this series, like, I have no idea what's going on or, like, why certain things going on. You kind of, you learn rules about how certain things work you know, because, because everything's weird, like really weird things will happen. They invite this, this girl into their house and she's, she's pretty weird. And this doll is pretty weird. And then like something really weird will happen surrounding this girl and this doll or the surrounding this girl and the mother, or, you know, is or surrounding the girl and the dad, you know, it's like something really weird will happen. And it's just completely unexplained for most of the series. But you, you start to like learn some of the rules of the series. So you're like, okay, I know that, you know, it's because of this person or it's like because this person's doing this, that this really kind of weird element is happening here. But it's all so like vague and you just you really have no idea what is actually going on. Or even if you know what's going on, you don't know like why it's going on really. And the show, it just has this perfect balance between presenting all this weird, uh, potentially like supernatural, but maybe explainable kind of stuff that, that is just, it leaves you with, with so many questions and it, it answers, you know, just enough questions 
to keep the show satisfying and to, but never answers all the questions. So you have to keep going and you have to figure it out. I mean, this is just, this is peak M. Night Shyamalan stuff. You know, this is, this is the kind of storytelling that M. Night Shyamalan thrives on, you know, and dude, this is, it's so phenomenal here. It's so well done. It's, uh, it pushes the weirdness really far at times. Cause this, like a lot of the series, somewhat regular things happen. I mean, there'll be, there'll be some kind of crazy big things that happen, but there'll be like somewhat normal things. But then the way that they do those somewhat normal things or not like way too irregular things, but then they do it in a way that's like really weird or kind of really weirds you out as you watch it and stuff. And they, they push the line of like even surrealism at points which is just, it's, it's fascinating, man. It's, it's so well done. And it's interesting because it's like, okay, they bring in this, you know, this, this girl and she's, you know, is she a problem? Is, you know, what, what's going on with her? What's going on with the baby? What's going on? But this story that like, when I saw the trailers and stuff, I was like, this, this seems like, like a movie length story. Like, how are they going to fit this into so, you know, so many seasons? There's, you know, four seasons of, of runtime seems like too much but there is so much going on here there's so much going on underneath the service that that going for four seasons with what 10 episodes each i think that feels earned like it it totally works and the, the episodes are actually shorter they're they're half hour episodes and so it's not like an hour every time it's it's a very serious show most of the time with half hour episodes it's like the sitcoms and stuff right this you have the half hour episodes so it goes by fast but it's all very serious and dour and twist and turny and man it's it's so good there's some crazy like twists and turns in here that just keep you uh, guessing and questioning like what in the world is coming next and Honestly, it worked. From beginning to end, this series really, really worked for me. And uh, so, yeah, overall, this series was phenomenal. This was this is the reason that I wanted to get Apple Plus, because M. Night Shyamalan made a weird show on there. And oh my goodness, did he make a weird and wonderful show on Apple Plus. This is so good. All right, now let's talk about The Walking Dead. A few weeks back, I got raided. They took your kid. Have you seen this man? Goes by the name of Negan. Give me a danger, little stranger. How do I figure into this, Maggie? The man who's got her show. You know him. You need me. The Walking Dead, Dead City. Maggie and Negan travel into a post-apocalyptic Manhattan, long ago cut off from the mainland. The city is filled with the dead and a bunch of crazy people who have made New York City their own little world. So this is a Maggie and Negan series, and coming out of The Walking Dead, I was going, okay, you know... I, I don't like Maggie as much as I used to. I, I still like Negan. So, I mean, personally, I would just prefer if they just sent Negan off on his way and they just, we just followed him and, and didn't follow Maggie. But okay, you know, I, I like Negan a whole lot. I used to like Maggie more. Uh, you know, let's see what this series is about. And I mean, yeah, Maggie is just, Maggie's just kind of annoying now, honestly. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil the main series. So I'm gonna spoil the Walking Dead main series. I'm not gonna spoil the Walking Dead Dead City. You have been warned. The death of Glenn really just kind of killed Maggie's character too. You know, and she's just she's so bitter and angry all the time now. Which would have been fine for a while, right? Like, it, she, her husband died in, in such a, a horrific way and stuff. You know, so it's like, it, it would have been fine for a while, but it's been six seasons of her being so bitter and angry and stuff that it's just like, I just, I don't like you anymore. It's just, it's time to move on. You know, it's, you know, like, like for, for the sake of the story, let's develop this character in a new direction, please. But, but, you know, not, not really. I mean, not really in this season. What They could potentially do that in, in, you know, the, the future of this series, but, uh, uh, Negan, Negan, honestly, he feels kind of neutered. Like, like in the last few seasons of The Walking Dead, he was like, he was one of my favorite characters. Basically, since he showed up in The Walking Dead, he was like awesome. He's my one of my favorite characters, one of the best villains in that series. And then, you know, once he was redeemed, he became, you know, one of my, my favorite good guys in the series. So I was like, oh man, I, I really liked his redemption arc in The Walking Dead. But man, this is, this is not it, man. This is, for the first half or so of this season... We just get, we get nothing out of Negan, man. It's just, he's just this one note, you know, nice guy Negan kind of thing where like good guy Negan in The Walking Dead is still like, he, he's still clever. He's still this smart mouthed guy whom you still like question sometimes because you can see that there's still that darkness underneath the surface that he's holding back and he's, he's like, no, I'm gonna be a better person now, you know? This is like, you know, he, he was so good there so much of this series just isn't that. He's just this one note. Yeah, I'm I'm good now. I'm never will do anything bad. You know, kind of just 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 this very one note, not not very interesting version of Negan. Now halfway through the series or so, we do get to see some layers here. Where like you see some of the cleverness come back here, and we do get a little bit of the the glimpse of some of his uh, past and stuff, but. Man, it's, I don't know, it's, it's like, why, where was this in the first half of the series? Like, this, this, man, it, it, this is, this is who he is, uh, and this is the, some of the stuff that makes him so good, but they, they just hold back on so much of it. Uh, the villain here in this, in this story is someone from Negan's past, so this is, like, a character that he worked with in the past, and now that character is going off and doing Negan-style things back when Negan was a bad guy, so it's like, he's, he's kind of being his own Negan of, of New York City here, and so this is kind of a, a temptation for, for Negan to either go join him or kill him or whatever. This is like a temptation for Negan to go back into the, to the evil side. Right. But it also kind of, it does go to show how much he has changed because we see a character that is kind of, uh, to a certain extent modeled himself after Negan. And then you have Negan as a better, you know, character that's kind of turned a corner there. And so it shows you how far he's come, which is pretty cool. And while we're on the topic of Negan, I guess let's let's hit on one of the the themes here that comes out of the out of the mouth of Negan. So Negan says that that 
everybody's the good guys and everybody's the bad guys. You know, it's it's kind of a there is no moral truth kind of idea. And that's that seems to kind of be a big theme in the the first season here is you know, everybody's the good guys, everybody's the bad guys. There isn't really any moral truth. You know, back when Negan was doing his villain thing, he was the good guy for his people because he was taking care of his people and he did it in this really horrible way that he really feels bad for and stuff. So, I mean, he, he was kind of a bad guy, right? So, like, there is moral truth, I guess, huh? But, you know, the, there's... The idea is thrown out there that it, it's all just relative. It's all just, uh, you know, there there is no definitive moral truth, which is just a bunch of hogwash, obviously. Okay, story-wise, this show is about uh, Maggie and Negan, and they're, you know, they're going on their adventure to New York City together, and they're kind of dealing with their messy history together is, is kind of what the drama is about, which is what, that was, that's what the, 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 that's what the story of the final season of The Walking Dead was about. Like, that's their story together in the final season of The Walking Dead was kind of dealing with their messy history. So, like, why are we treading the same ground here? Like, by the time The Walking Dead ended, it's not like they were friends or anything, but they kind of had a mutual respect for each other and they weren't trying to kill each other anymore, you know? So, I mean, that's an improvement. But that's that's just kind of at the window. It's gone. So now we're just kind of starting over, you know, at least one season back, it seems like. And I, I just, I don't mind that they don't like each other, right? Because they're, you know, they're, they have such dark history with each other and stuff. But man, it just feels like, it feels like we're doing the same thing again. You know, we're telling the same story again in a slightly different way because... I don't know why, because it's just frustrating. It's, it's what, what, what are we doing here? Okay, so the mission that these two are going on is that Maggie's son, Herschel, has been kidnapped by a guy who, again, is, is one of Negan's former soldiers from back in the day. So you'd think, okay, okay, Herschel has been kidnapped. Uh, you know, Maggie is the mother of Herschel, and, uh, and Negan really likes Herschel, too. Um, so you would think there's the, there would be this massive urgency, like, oh my goodness, we gotta go, we gotta take this guy out, or we gotta go save him, and all this kind of stuff, but man, there is no urgency in this series, this series is super laid back for being about a mother trying to rescue her son and stuff, like, Maggie wants to go get her son, but I did not feel her desperation, she should have felt way more desperate than this, you know, I, I, I want to feel that you know, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned, you know, like, and, and, you know, Maggie should be so much more driven and stuff by that rather than some of the, I mean, it's not petty, but some of the relatively in the, the current stakes, the petty arguments having with Negan and stuff is like, yeah, you know, she, she, she lets her hatred for Negan get in the way of her search for her son. And it's like, this is, this is your kid. He's alive out there now. Go and rescue him. And like, there's just, there's so much time spent on not going towards their goal. And she just, she doesn't seem all that bothered by that. You know, it's just, it's just weird. It's not super well done, unfortunately. Uh, it, there's other stuff too. It's just like, this doesn't super feel like the walking dead anymore. And I mean, I guess we were kind of getting there with the final season of the walking dead. Like there's this big city called new Babylon here and it has electricity and it has 
um, technology and, and bars and just a bunch of normal modern day city stuff. Which just doesn't doesn't fit in The Walking Dead. It's just weird in The Walking Dead. And I know some of this stuff was in, you know, it was in Commonwealth and stuff there in the final season of The Walking Dead. And it was weird there too, but it's just, I don't know, it's, it's just, it was the final season, so it was like the send-off. So it was like, alright, we're rebuilding civilization or whatever. But it's just continuing on with this stuff here. I don't know, it's just weird, man. And then they also have, like, marshals that... that travel around enforcing the law but you know inside the city or right around the city that makes sense but they travel like outside the city like way outside the city searching down for people that that you know committed a crime in the city and stuff it's just it's weird because like the walking dead has cops now you know like <laughs> i mean i guess the main character of the walking dead was a cop for a long time but he wasn't a cop anymore because the there was no police station there was no police force there was no government it was just all nuts you know like it's just weird it's honestly, it's kind of an interesting idea that the, there's like a little bit of a police force, a little bit more set up there, but it's, again, it's, it's, it's just kind of weird. The, the police, the policeman character though is, is pretty good. Like he, he's one of the better characters in the show. So, you know, okay. But again, it's a little weird. Uh, there's just some weird inconsistency. Like they, they call the walkers, they call them fleshies now. Why do they call them fleshies? E even the characters who for 11 seasons have called them walkers, they now call them fleshies for some reason. It's like, what, what, what are we, what? <laughs> like, I, at first I thought it was like they, the, the new characters called them fleshies because they just, they're over there. They have their terminology for them. We have our terminology for them. But then our characters were just like, yeah, they're fleshies now. And so it's like, no, they're, they're not. They're walkers. We've called them this for 11 seasons. Why are we changing now? I, okay. Uh, <laughs> the villain, I already talked about him a little bit, but he's, he's good. Honestly, he's, he's one of the best characters in this here. Uh, he's psycho, you know, he's this charismatic leader of a, a city who just so happens to have kidnapped Maggie's kid. Uh, just kind of a classic Walking Dead style villain. Uh, I love all his interactions with Negan, you know, it, even though he's new to this series, it does feel like he was there all along like it feels like he was there fighting with Negan back when Negan was a bad guy right you know so it's like it just feels like he just fits right in in there with them and stuff and so it's like that in that respect I think he's a really well done character here there's also a, a character in here the mute girl named Guinea who I also, uh, I liked her as well. She seemed pretty cool. So, I mean, overall, this, this series is super disappointing, honestly. Like, the, the, I really liked Negan, and so coming into this, I was hoping, okay, I just really hope they do Negan really well, and, and that's what could carry this series for me, because I really like Negan, and they didn't do Negan really well for half the series or so, and so it's just, I'm just kind of going, ugh, man. And the story's kind of disappointing, and it's just everything about it. It's This is a disappointing first season for me. That said, I did like the final episode and like the way that they ended the season made me go ooh like that's that's intriguing that I'm I'm intrigued as to whatever they're gonna do in the next season now which is like gosh darn it I thought I was done because <laughs> like uh, this this season I think it was six episodes was the first season which basically every new Walking Dead show uh, happened with I think Fear of the Walking Dead and The Walking Dead and 
the Daryl Dixon show, which came out and I haven't seen yet. They always do like six seasons the first time or six episodes the first time and then maybe they'll expand it later kind of thing. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to, even though I'm not super enjoying this, I'm going to power through. It's only six episodes. And then, you know, if I'm still not liking it, I'll just be done with it. And uh, for the for the most part, I was like, okay, it's still nothing great. But then that final episode came and, and I'm going, man, now... I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued as to what's coming next. Does this mean I got to watch the next season too, or at least start the next season too? I, I kind of just thought I was done, you know, <laughs> because the man, at least we got the main Walking Dead series and that series is so great, but uh, no, now we, now I got to check out the next season of this. I'm definitely going to check out Daryl Dixon though. I, I'm looking forward to that one. Daryl Dixon, basically my favorite character in the series uh completely new character not in the comics or anything and just blew up awesome awesome character and now he gets his own solo series awesome bring it on so i'm i'm looking forward to the daryl dixon series the uh rick and michonne series i hope is good but i'm i have somewhat mixed feelings about that but i, I hope that's good this one was unfortunately a bit of a disappointment what did you think? Uh, you can shoot me an email. He looks reviews podcast at gmail.com. Until next time, this is David of Helix Reviews signing out. Bye bye, guys.